Hi, welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast. And of course, I am none other than your host, Arlena. Welcome to the second part and the conclusion to the Great Depression episode. And of course, I would just like to give a brief commentary before we get into the episode. Today is actually June 12, 2020. For those of you that have not had a chance to listen to the first part, you can do so by just going to the podcast and clicking on part one. And for those of you who may have already listened to part one and you might be waiting for the conclusion, which is here, part two. In part one, I talked about this episode was initially supposed to have been recorded since 2017. And I cannot tell you how many times I have tried between then to now to get this thing recorded. Of course, the second week of May, as I kind of wrapped up the last episode of the Beatitude series, the Lord started speaking to me because he also gave me another series. But he reminded me that I needed to do this episode. Now, I cannot move forward to the series until I complete this episode. So I went ahead and I, you know, I tried to record it between the second week to early June. And I was still having a problem because I either was too busy, I couldn't find the time, I had this to do, I was too tired. It was always something coming up and I kept saying, but what is up with this episode? Why is it such a battle? And I decided, I said, you know, Lord, you're going to have to help me here because whatever it is, it's a, it's a tug. So finally, I decided on Monday to record it. Still didn't work because, yeah, once again, I got sidetracked. I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it Tuesday. I was able, by the grace of God, to do it on Tuesday. I stayed up till the wee hours of the morning working on it, trying to edit it. And for the love, I was getting so much problems with editing it. The computer was slowing. It was, oh my goodness, the recording software kept crashing. It was just so annoying. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to divide the episode in two because it was quite a lengthy episode. I was even having problems with that. So anyway, I decided on Thursday I would try it didn't get to it. I said, you know, Lord, that's it. I need to get rid of this thing. It has to get done. Help me. I sat down on Friday, which is today, June 12, 2020. Time now is currently 11, 14 PM where I am at. Now I'm working on the second half. I already got the first one up. Thank God for that. So that's a good start. And as I am working to complete the episode, I'm getting a ton of struggles in warfare. So I just wanted to note that. So there must be something about this episode because God wanted me to do it. And it's a very important episode. So I hope and pray that someone can get something from it. I pray most importantly that they may get Christ from this podcast episode and they may get healing if they are suffering from depression. On that note, hey, 
let's get into this thing. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. I was making one hell of a salary. Let's just put it that way. And I was like, wow. And then eventually I would encounter a lot of warfare there. You know, a a whole lot of warfare. And eventually I ended up, um, as my father became ill where he was disabled, my, you know, I needed the Lord actually, actually the Lord was the one started telling me to leave the job. And when the Lord told me to leave the job, I think I was in the job maybe about three months. And I'm like, okay, Lord, no, I'm going to stay for a year. So it could look good on my resume. I remember saying that to him. But the Lord wanted me to leave the place. And I was fighting because back then I was young. It's my first real position. I mean, I had a title. I mean, yeah. And I, and I was balancing their checkbook. I mean, you know, I was in charge of their account worldwide as well, nationwide as far as the U.S., and that time I barely had like two pennies in my own account. And I barely had to balance my own checkbook. And I was balancing theirs. I, you know, I was in charge of theirs. I had some of the heaviest accounts. And so that was important for me back then. And I was like, yeah, Lord, I'm I going to wait for a year because, yeah, I want to get out of my resume. And also it could look good on my resume. That's how I thought back then. And he... I didn't leave when God told me to. Had I left, God probably had something different for me, but I didn't leave. So here I am being disobedient again, because like I said, I didn't know. Finally, after staying, you start to see all kinds of different colors coming out. And a lot of unfairness. And I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And at that point in time, the Lord told me now it was time to go. And not just to leave there, but to leave the country and to move back to the Caribbean. Because, of course, my father was disabled at this point. I'm being the only child. And also, I wanted to be able to move back where I could still enjoy my grandmother while she was still alive. And my father, my thing was always, I always believed I wanted to be able to get back home where I can hand them at least a cup of water. That's how I felt. Of course, my grandmother ended up dying one month before I initially was supposed to move back to St. Martin. And I remember when I was telling her I'm coming and she said to me, she said, you're not going to see me. I mean, she started saying that that wasn't too good for me because my grandmother is who was the one that raised me, my grandparents. And when my grandmother died, it, it was it was really a blow. And anyway, I ended up moving eventually And once I got back to St. Martin, so yeah, this is point number two. Let's see, what does it say here? Yes. We enter into St. Martin. So I decide, okay, well, I've worked as an accountant. I shouldn't have a problem getting a job. I got a college degree at this point. Or did I? 
Did I have? Yeah, I did. No, I actually, I hadn't filed for it yet. But I had enough experience. Of course, I was an accountant. Um, I was an associate accountant, actually. Um, I shouldn't have a problem getting a job. You're right. Then when you get to St. Martin, you go on interviews, you're overqualified. I'm like, but what the heck is this? One minute you're underqualified, now you're overqualified. So yeah, I became overqualified at this point. So that was their way of saying, we don't want to pay you. So I had years I could not get a job. My bills were backed up in the U.S., but the Lord told me to go home. And I'm like, okay, man, my bills are piling in the U.S., but he sent me back home. There's no work, no nothing. And slowly I started sinking deeper and deeper into depression. And this was like around 2006. And I remember the first time, I guess, this lady, she, well, actually, um, she has children by my uncle, um, one of my uncles. And she invited me because she was keeping a, she used to do a Bible study. And she invited me and I went, not that I really wanted to go. And during that time, I, like I said, I was backslidden. So yeah, I, I, I was like backslidden. But still, when it came to the things of God, it was just something I, 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 I just couldn't separate. You know, there was just something there still. So I went <clears throat> and I remember that first evening when we were closing out the Bible study and she started to pray for me when she laid her hands. She started to speak to me and she started telling me that it was a spirit. And I was like, what? <laughs> and that was my first introduction really to spiritual warfare. And I didn't understand anything because like I said, I was backslidden. And whatever she did, it was removed. And my spirit was light like a feather. And here I am feeling so excited to finally get rid of this beast called depression or the spirit of heaviness and depression. This was no ordinary depression. Oh, sorry. I live close to the airport. So yeah, if you hear that, yeah. Sorry, can't do anything about it. Um, so as I went home, at that time I had taken in one of my cousins. And we lived like sisters, or so I thought. That's another story too. And I'm so excited about what happened. And I'm telling my cousin. Not knowing that the person that I took in and who was staying with me that I opened up my home to was actually working witchcraft on me. Yeah, you heard me. And because I was backslidden, which leaves an open door, angry, which leaves another open door, bitter, and an unforgiveness. So yeah, you do the math. So yeah, so whatever she did, it was working. And I started having like mood depressions. Deep, 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 deep depression. Terrible. Then fast forward, then afterwards, after I was getting such a hard time getting work in St. Martin, because you were literally starving to death, because how was I supposed to eat and pay my bills? And 
Okay, sometimes my father would give me a little something, but then I would have to hear about it or I would have it thrown in my face. Imagine I gave up what I gave up to come to try to help him. When I could be out working, still at my position, but I did what God told me to do. So yeah, I was angry because I'm like, okay, well, well, how am I supposed to survive here? And like I always said, I wasn't going to open my legs. I'm very sorry. I wasn't going to do it. So I was going to, it was either that or starve to death. And starving to death was more likely an option than me doing the other stuff. I'm just going to be real. But I did not want to starve to death. And um, I started slowly going back out to the U.S. So what I would do, I had a cousin that was living in New York. And what I would do, I would go out for three months out of the year and I would work as a temp. And then from three months, it started going to six months. And then it turned from six to nine months. And then I would spend nine months out of the year working in the U.S. And then I would go home for three months so that I could still be there at some point for my father. Because I still had to pay my bills. You know, I still had and there wasn't much getting paid, but whatever little I could pay, I had to pay. And also it was a way of me being able to work and make a little money and buy some food and ship it back home. that I could have something to eat. It was some rough times very rough so depression was very strong and what made it so difficult is like the harder I tried the more you take like one step forward and it's like 10 steps backward when I finally oh lord jesus I swear like no one no one messages you until you're doing something Um, yes. So, yeah, as I, um, as I was able to uncover, because after my cousin started doing all kinds of things and the Lord started to reveal certain things, because at this point now, after I went back in 2010, I kind of had rededicated myself back to the Lord and I started going to a church, but I started going to that church. I believe I was under him 2009. Yeah. So by 2010, I would go frequently when I was, so every time I was in the U S that's where I would attend. And he started teaching. I remember the first time when he gave the lesson on spiritual warfare It was January of 2011. And that time I had already given myself back to the Lord. And when he started to preach on it, I never forget the name of that teaching. It was called blessings and curses and like I said I came from if you've listened to my any of my past episodes or any of my past testimonial episodes I came from under a teaching ministry and I was no fool going into his ministry and I definitely was no fool coming out either and then after that I, I learned from others as well so yeah by time with all that yeah I became properly skilled and by the grace of God today yeah I'm a spiritual sleeper so yeah I'm, I'm well trained I'm not going to say I know everything, but I'm well trained. And um, he did that teaching on blessings and curses. And that's a teaching that he does once a year. And he, I remember when I got to church that Sunday, I would go every Sunday. Um, It was only two, twice in all the years I was going that I was not able to go every Sunday. The first time it took place is because I had to work where I was 
doing um, retail. So, you know, in retail, you can't pick and choose. If they say you got to work Sunday, you got to work Sunday. I needed the money. Um, and then the second time, of course, when I ended up in the shelter after losing everything to Hurricane Irma. So I, by that time, I had already transitioned over to Brooklyn Tabernacle. And um, he said to me, he said, I'm glad that you are here. He said, because I teach this once a year. And indeed, it was the right place, the right time, because um, after whatever my time I would spend in the U.S., I would head back home. And I was getting ready to go home that same week. So I was in church, of course, and he did this teaching. And as he was teaching us and breaking down to us the different curses, like retrogression, generational curses, I was learning boy. Because like I said, I'm a good student. I'm not a teacher, but I'm a good student. And my eyes started opening. And I remember going to um, Barnes & Noble. And I went and I got this book from Cindy Trim. It's called The Rules of Engagement. And of course, because now I'm heading back home, so I won't be able to go to his church. So... I need something to help me keep going while I'm, you know, so I bought her book. And of course I would read her book and, you know, I I ended up learning more there as well. Also the different types of spirits and oh my goodness. Um, So sometimes like today, you know, with the help of God, of course, and the Holy Spirit and of course Christ, you know, sometimes you could look at someone and you just know, okay, that's a demon right there. <laughs> you can call them out by name when you, you know, I can actually like identify some of them when I, you know, on, on some people. But like I said, what I know today, I did not know back then. So fast forward. Um, when he taught me about the spiritual warfare in 2011, I was able to learn and I remembered when my uncle's former girlfriend had lifted the spirit from me during the Bible study because she was a deliverance minister as well I remember her talking about the spirit so I started attacking the spirit because now I know after now I'm um, when she started trying to teach me I couldn't receive it because I was not you know I was backslidden But when he taught it, I caught everything immediately because I had rededicated myself. And slowly I started going to work on that spirit. Eventually, I ended up moving, like I said, after getting washed away by Hurricane Irma in 2017. And that's the year when the Lord wanted me to record this episode, but I couldn't because yeah, I had lost everything. Listen, um, this was here, that was there. Then shortly after, I think like two or three months after the um, hurricane, I ended up moving to New York. I was staying by a cousin. And of course, well, after a while, the wife didn't want me there anymore. Um, And it's understandable because yeah, she wants her privacy between her and her husband. And I understand that too. Because they had opened their home to me prior. But I was really struggling. Because I had no money. I think when I left St. Martin I had $85 in my hand. And when I got to the airport I forgot that I did not include my suitcase in the ticket. And when I get to the airport they're like yeah $30 for the bag. 
<laughs> I was left with whatever. I couldn't even buy lunch to get on the plane. And I remember I was standing um, in the makeshift airport at the time because everything was destroyed. But they had some kind of makeshift thing to look like an airport. And there was a little um, domino stand. And I asked, how much is that pizza? When they gave me the price, I said, no, I can't afford that. And there was a lady sitting there. And I never will forget that lady. God bless her. She said, give it to her. And she bought my lunch. So yeah, after staying with my cousin for like about two months, the late, I mean, his wife would, ooh, she would act up, boy. When I say act up, she would act up. Them spirits would be acting up. And it was, it was hard. And I remember the Lord saying to me, he said, I want you to go to the shelter. I'm like, huh? Like, go to the what? I mean, I know things was rough, but at least I still had a warm bed. And he was like, I want you to go to the shelter. Because he said, you see, she's attacking you. He said, now you know there's two of them. Because it was her and his daughter-in-law. So they joined together the same spirits. I was getting the two, the two attacks. And like I said, normally I'm not the type of person that will take something from someone. But I'm also the type of person, if I'm in someone's house, I respect them. I don't disrespect people so easily. And neither do I disrespect people in their homes. I humbled myself. As painful as it was. And oftentimes I would have to stay out for like 12 to 15 hours each day. And I remember when the Lord said that, he said, yeah, I want you to go to the shelter. He said, because I'm not going to bless you here. He, he said, there's no blessing to be gotten here. So I, I was obedient. And I bought two canvas bags from the dollar store. And I packed whatever I could pack into those two canvas bags. And I left the rest of the stuff there. Eventually I would get them. Or I had my other cousin come and I gave them to him to put in his storage. And I went, caught the ferry boat. And I went to the shelter. Didn't know if I was going to get a bed. In a way, long story short, because I don't want to go too much deeper into that. I did get a bed. I got a bed. I had no money. I wasn't getting no type of... I, I applied. Listen, I was a person. I could have gotten any job in New York City. All of a sudden, no job, no nothing. And I'm trying to move to the South. But no money. So I had to sit tight. And... Um, just wait for the government to give me my tax refund. And when I got my tax refund, I started to put things in motion. I ended up spending Christmas day in that shelter as well as the new year. And I left the shelter in March of the 1st. I boarded the Chinese bus and I headed to Greenville, South Carolina to see if I would like it and to see if I can get a job and get an apartment. Um, I had a friend there, kind of like family or supposed to have, was like family and paid him everything whatever little I had I, I I paid him ahead of time when the day comes for him to take me to the shelter I don't know about nothing about the place yeah I'm still waiting <laughs> that's three years ago well actually that's yeah three years ago oh actually two years ago still waiting and and he had the nerve to be more angrier than me <laughs> that's that's a whole different story and um, so here I was, 
I didn't know exactly where I was going. I remember I called the cab. I still had a, some change on my credit card and I called the cab and I gave him the wrong address. So when I told him exactly, he said, no, yeah, that's not, he said, that's the store. That's the thrift store address. He said, their facility is wherever it was. And he took me and he didn't charge me the extra. Um, buses and stuff was like hard to get, you know, but anyway, I stayed there for like 30 days and I realized I kept applying for jobs. It just, nothing was coming. And like when you do get the jobs, they were so far out. There's no car. If you didn't have a car, you couldn't go. And I'm praying. I like, you know, the goal was really to go to Charlotte. So I realized I kind of stepped out of alignment of where I really wanted to go. Because my credit was jacked up at that point, I figured, well, South Carolina is a little cheaper than Charlotte. I would have stand a better chance getting on my foot in South Carolina and then eventually I'd move up to Charlotte. But God didn't want that. God wanted me to go straight. So when I realized, I repented. I said, Lord, um, I realized I ventured off. You know, please forgive me. And I got things in motion. I left, I arrived, like I said, and um, I arrived in Greenville on March 2nd. And I left Greenville on March 31st. And I headed to Charlotte. Um, when I headed to Charlotte, I had three interviews already lined up. So when I got into town, I stayed in the hotel, got a um, storage because I had had my recording equipment with me. Yeah, my mic and my my podcasting, you know, my gear and my my, my camera and stuff. So I put it in storage with my little bag, with my little rolling bag. And eventually I ended up checking into the shelter in Charlotte. But that's a different story. It's somewhere in one of the testimonial episodes. I'm not going to go through that again. But anyway, from there going forward, by the grace of God, on June 30th, actually June 28th of 2018, I got my first apartment after having two jobs, working seven days a week with the help of God. I got my first apartment and... Um, yeah, I'm on my third lease at this point. So yeah, and a third lease, different city again. God moved me again and I'm in an even better city. And fast forwarding to how I overcame it. I'll tell you exactly how I overcame that great evil spirit of depression that wanted to kill me. The enemy had his hand set to kill me. But God would not allow it. You see, when that lady gave that prophetic word from God, I didn't understand things back then. But guess what? I learned from then. I make no move nowhere unless God tells me or I ask him. And I don't even ask. He tells me. So I already know ahead of time when I'm moving. He don't tell me where I'm moving. But when it's time, he always will speak. So I learned to be obedient and sometimes it's a little scary, but the strangest thing, each time he moves, it keeps getting better and better. I mean, it goes from good to better to best, seriously speaking. And I overcame it with a lot of prayer. 
lot of spending a lot of time with the Lord, prayer, learning God's, well, actually reading God's word. Because I wasn't really studying God's word at that time. I was reading a lot, you know, um, studying a lot of um, a lot of prayer points, um, spiritual warfare prayer points, praying a lot, listening to a lot of sound teaching, not the bubblegum um, teaching that you get from these word of faith preachers. Because if you're someone that is suffering from a deep depression, most likely it is a spirit. It doesn't always mean at all times that it is a spirit. Sometimes you just have mental illness. But the majority of the times, it is a spirit. And you just have to know the difference of when it is a spirit versus when it really is something medical. Because if it is a spirit, you can treat it. Listen, you can treat it all you want medically. It's not going to go away. However... When it's spiritual, you treat it spiritual. Even if it's medical, it has to break. Especially if you are saved. And you are walking according to the word and the will of God. So I was able to break it by rededicating myself, submitting myself to the Lord. And it took years. And the reason why it took years, not because of God. It took years because I was wrangling. I couldn't understand certain things. But as I started learning more and more and more, and I started getting, that's why today, by the grace of God, I can put on a John Ramirez. I can put on a Derek Prince. I can put on a Archbishop Duncan Williams. I can put on a late Stephen Darby and understand what they're saying because I've been through it and I have learned. I was taught. I was trained. You know, I was trained starting with my former pastor and of course listening to Bishop and, and um, a lot of the meat I got really um, from between my pastor and Bishop Duncan Williams because when I wasn't in New York and I was back home it was Bishop Duncan I was listening to um, by the time I discovered Stephen Darby I already knew everything that Stephen Darby was speaking about so it wasn't new to me at that point you know, um, Bishop Duncan Williams had really schooled me with a whole lot of stuff. And of course, Derek, by the time I discovered Derek Prince, I was quite seasoned as well, too. But of course, there's always stuff that you could learn along the way. And there was some stuff that I still learned from Stephen Darby as well, even though I knew a lot. And today I use what God has taught me to help minister to others and recognize in certain things. So I was able to overcome first and foremost by Jesus Christ. By number one, rededicating myself, submitting myself, prayer, getting into his word, reading. You know, uh, I read a lot of books also on spiritual warfare, um, looking at people like John Ramirez, Bishop Duncan Williams. These are some of my favorite pastors. Um, John, um, who else? Um, Derek Prince. Stephen Darby, these are some of my these are some of the kind of preachers that I love. You know, I like real preaching. You know, I like real, real preaching. That candy cane, touch somebody and all that nonsense and sow this seed. No, keep that mess. Because when you are going through a spiritual situation, I don't need to hear a prosperity gospel message. I don't need to hear a motivating, a motivational message or speech. Even though it's nice sometimes. But guess what? At that point in time, when you're dealing with spirits that are attacking you, 
You need to know how to fight. I want to know how to get armed, prepared, and dangerous. And thank God I know how to get armed and dangerous today. So yeah, Satan knows my name because he knows exactly who I belong to. And I give all credit to God Almighty, his son, Jesus Christ, and that Holy Spirit. Because like I said, without them, I am nothing. I have come a long way and it's only by the help of God, his grace and his mercy upon my life. Else I would have been taken out a long time ago, even in my ignorance. But because God knew he was not finished with me, he did not allow the enemy to kill me, but he allowed me to go through some stuff to see if I would learn. And yes, I did learn that when God says go, go. When he says stay, you better stay. And I also learned that everything I do, I consult my master first. You better believe. I have a great relationship. Today, I'm way off from where I was. And I remember as I'm getting ready to close off that last episode. And he said, you got to do this episode. And I said, yeah, I know, Lord, I have to do it. I know. And each day I'm saying, okay, I'm going to start to work on it. Every time I can't, I, it's like there's something coming up or I am trying to avoid it. I don't, I'm like, there's something about this episode. And then when I sit to do it, I can't get into it. Cause I'm like, I'm so far removed because like I said, God has brought me so far that sometimes I have to remember, like when I saw these bullet points that I had outlined since 2017, I'm like, oh, what happened there again? Cause I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember like last night I was supposed to do it. I was tired and I know if I had done it last night, the frame of mind that I was in, I would have ended up really weeping. So today I was like, Lord, you give me the strength. And I, I've been sitting at my computer, like for a whole hour playing, doing this, doing that and not starting the episode. And I said, no, this, this, this enemy keeping me from this episode. I went downstairs. I got some water and I got on my knees on the step. I said, Lord, you got to help me. If you want me to do this, you're going to have to help me here. So here we are today. So yeah, I overcame. First, you have to recognize what exactly is going on. You see, when I started letting go of bitterness, when I started learning to forgive the people that hurt me, I'm not going to tell you we buddies because we ain't no buddies. But yes, I have forgiven them. Even though they haven't asked for forgiveness, I have forgiven them to the best of my ability. In other words, I wish them well. I have no hatred towards them. And quite frankly, a lot of them, you know, God is kind of, even they're going through their payment right this minute. And even then, sometimes you even feel sorry for them, you know? And I, I, my prayer is still that they may receive salvation, that they come to know the true loving and living God and that they accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But can I say I have a relationship with some of them, um, I'll be lying, but I can tell you this much. I have no hatred when you can call any one of their names. I have no hatred. There is no hatred, no unforgiveness, no bitterness. So I have been so long removed. God has brought me forth that today when people call me, they even call me sunshine. And these are people that knew that when I wasn't sunshine, these are people that knew me back in the day when I was thunder and lightning. 
and they would call me hey sunshine because when they call me then my how you doing my motto is i'm doing good i'm like what do i gotta complain about i got roof over my head i got food in the house i'm alive i'm six feet above not six feet below what do i have to complain about tell me because you know what i am in a different place than where i was back then the enemy wanted to kill me but god did not allow him to kill me because god knew he was not through with me and even though i wasn't in the right position back then he saw me from afar just like he saw the prodigal son and he saw me coming back and where i would be today i'm where i even never thought i would see myself so i know god is real no man can tell me god ain't real like i remember last year i was having um a conversation with one of my friends i didn't even know she didn't believe in god i was i couldn't believe what i was hearing i was like lord jesus i had a headache after the, the conversation and she said to me god failed her people i'm like god failed your people because uh, i wasn't sure who's her people if you're talking about people of color i don't uh, I'm a black woman. I'm like, God ain't failed me. I may have failed him, but he ain't never failed me. You understand? When you put your trust and your belief in Jesus Christ, and that's just one of many stories. Today, maybe I don't suffer from depression. Not so easy. If I get down, it's become maybe there's something like certain things that might be going on in the world. My spirit might be grieved. It's because maybe the Holy Spirit is grieved about certain pains that are going on in the world. To see how the world has become so wicked. To see how men who are placed in the pulpit, and this is not every pastor. Instead of they preach the gospel, they're compromising. That pains me. But other than that, I no longer suffer from depression. I, that spirit no longer lives here. He been evicted, baby. That door has been closed. So today what I learn when someone does something to me, yeah, I get mad, boy. <laughs> Let me tell you, because I don't trouble people. And I get real pissed. I'm just going to be real. I get pissed. And like I said, if I wasn't saved sometime, hmm, I'm going to just be real. Because sometimes you be dealing with some demons and folk. And sometimes I just want to, hmm, I want, I, 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 I'm not even going to tell you what sometimes I want to do with the demon and those folk. But unfortunately, they're housing the demon. So, yeah, you know. And I just learned to give it to God. And I like, Lord, you take care of it before I have to take care of it, please. I don't want to sin, Lord, but I like, you know, I can't deal with that any longer. You deal with it. And the Lord will step in and do what he got to do. Whether he moves me, move them, whatever the case is, or he just deals with them, whatever the case may be. But God always answers. It might not always be the answer that we are looking for, but I've gotten to a point in my life where I am content. I'm content. My relationship with God, I, I, I... I just love it. I just love my master. I just love him. And it's like I'm loving him more and more and more. And the great thing about it is, yeah, 
Sometimes I don't always, you know, touch the mark. And some days I miss it. But when I miss it, I know how to repent. Ask for forgiveness, get back up and keep on moving. And there's sometimes, yeah, when people do me things, it's hard to forgive. But I know I have to. Not for their sake, but for mine. Doesn't necessarily mean we gonna have a relationship unless God says. But I forgive them that God can go and do what he got to do. And I keep on walking, doing what God has called me to do. So yeah, I have no, I have no bitterness. I have no anger. So the, the, the enemy no longer really has access. Like there's a, a part in scripture. I don't remember where exactly, but I know it's in the new Testament. You know, when the demon departs, they said, keep your house clean because when they come out, they need demons, need a body. They need a host. And like I said, back then I was backslidden. So being backslidden, you know where they were living. <laughs> so they weren't just oppressing me. They were possessing me. It's a big difference. And then when I, of course, rededicated, they started to oppress because they no longer can possess. So then they started oppressing. Yeah. So today now, no, they, they know better. I'm going to start shooting them arrows for real. Them hot lava prayers. Okay. Yeah. Them, the missiles and today I I no longer suffer from great depression you know sometimes I may get sad of because something happened maybe one sometimes some of my friends call me and they have a problem and you know it's my my heart feels for what they're going through but I no longer suffer from depression or hopelessness so my next personal episode whenever that will be I will talk about how God helped me to overcome, um, re- well, low self-esteem, low self-esteem and inferiority. So I thank you for joining me on this special episode. Um, I'm just, I just want to read a couple of scriptures before I close off this episode because these were some of the scriptures that have been written under the outline since 2017. So I might as well just go ahead and, you know, just read them to you. And the first one up is Psalm 3 verses 3 and it reads, But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. Psalm 42, 42 verses 11. And it reads, my soul are you, why are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. John 16 verses 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. He said, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 13. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Then we have the last one, which is Deuteronomy 31 verses 8, and it reads, The Lord himself goes before you 
and will be with you. He will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And the quote of this episode, which was written since 2017, let's see what it says. Well, actually, I do apologize. Well, actually, I'll just go ahead and do the quote. Sorry. The quote of this episode reads, What wings are to a bird and sails to a ship, so is prayer to the soul. Just before closing, I'd like to say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every person that might be listening to this episode that might be currently going through the Great Depression. I pray, Lord, that you may wrap your arms around them and that, Father, if they do not know that they come to know that Jesus Christ is the answer and that with him and through him all things are possible to him who believeth in Jesus name Amen I hope that you enjoyed this special episode there's no bells or whistles to this episode this is just raw and uncut So, yeah, you're going to hear the planes. um, You're going to hear the chair squeaking. But, yeah, the most importantly is that you hear the message. And most importantly, that you hear and you see God's hope that he is able. So, once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. I pray that, you know, if this episode has been a blessing to you, you know, please feel free to share it with others. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, Podomatic, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts can be heard. Um, also, you can leave a rating if you'd like on iTunes.com. Um, you can also feel free to subscribe to either one of the above mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcast, the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast, which is a devotional audio podcast which is also featured on spreaker.com podomatic google play and itunes as well you can also check out my podcast entitled arlena uncut and of course arlena's corner which is based off of my blog that are both also featured on spreaker.com also please feel free to check out my youtube channels at arlena's corner and at the spare and javelin ministries If you like, you can simply drop me a line at arlenaflanders01 at gmail.com. You can also check out my blog at www.arlenaflanders.wordpress.com. Yeah, that's a whole lot of dots, I know. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember, as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. Be blessed. See you on the next episode. And also, just before closing, yeah, I have another series coming up that the Lord has given me. I think it's a four-part series, if I remember correctly. If it's not a three, it's a four-part series, and it's entitled the Be Strong series. So yeah, that will be the next episode, the Be Strong series. So you'll have the first part of it whenever that happens. 
be blessed and please stay safe. <laughs>